Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Ava DeVoe. Welcome to this podcast of articles from National Geographic Kids Magazine, a presentation of Airs LA. Our first article is from the November 2022 edition, Secrets of Tut's Tomb. A hundred years ago, explorers uncovered this pharaoh's ancient resting place in Egypt's Valley of the Kings. Here's what they found inside, by Alison Shaw, with art by Clayton Hamner. Number one, tomb found. It was a mystery. British archaeologist Howard Carter had found artifacts stamped with the name of a pharaoh who didn't seem to have a tomb. One day, an Egyptian on his team uncovered stairs in the sand that led to a sealed doorway. The name on the entrance? Tutankhamen. On November 26, 1922, Carter chiseled a hole into the door to peek inside King Tut's tomb. He'd spend the next 10 years exploring its chambers and cataloging the items inside. Number two, golden goods. Most pharaohs had many rooms inside their tombs to hold all their treasures from when they were alive, as well as things they need in the afterlife. The four rooms of Tut's tomb were packed with more than 5,000 objects, including fancy chariots, a gem-encrusted throne, and even golden sandals. The tomb also contained three golden beds in the shape of a lioness, a cow, and a hippo-lion-crocodile combination. These beds were probably used during the ruler's mummification process. Number 3. Snack Packs Ancient Egyptians believed that the afterlife would be a lot like regular life. So, workers filled Tut's tomb with items like underwear, board games, and plenty of snacks. Wooden containers full of poultry and beef were like ancient lunchboxes. Baskets of bread, grapes, garlic, spices, and a jar of honey, now totally dried out, would keep Tut from getting hungry. Number 4. Tut Truth King Tut took the throne when he was just nine years old and died about ten years later during 1323 BC. Experts still aren't sure if his death was caused by a chariot crash, a bone disease, or a mosquito-borne illness. Although the tomb's contents have been moved to a museum, Tut himself still rests inside a glass case near his original stone sarcophagus. Number 5. Got Guts? To mummify the teenage pharaoh, priests removed Tut's liver, lungs, stomach, and intestines, then placed each organ in its own compartment inside a gilded shrine. A statue of Anubis, the god of mummification and the dead, seems to guard it nearby. Next, the priests wrapped the body in linens and adorned him with jewels and a gold burial mask. Number 6. So Many Coffins Tut's mummified body was placed in a solid gold coffin. That coffin was placed inside two other coffins, each one slightly bigger than the other. Those were put into a stone sarcophagus, 
Next, the whole package was placed inside four shrines, which also rested inside of one another. The entire thing was so large, it filled almost the entire room. Number 7. Quick Job Because Tut died unexpectedly at 19, workers likely had to rush to complete his tomb. That's probably why only one room is painted, and why those walls are covered in mold that formed because the paint was still wet when the tomb was sealed. Number 8. Hidden Treasures Archaeologists have never found a more intact pharaoh's tomb than Tut's, probably because for thousands of years, no one knew it existed. Why? Another tomb was carved directly on top of Tut's, hiding it from explorers. Number 9. Pharaoh's Curse Soon after opening the tomb, Carter's boss, Lord Carnarvon, suddenly died. Another friend who received gifts from the tomb lost his house. But Carter lived another 17 years. Did opening the tomb unleash a mummy's curse? You decide. Our next article is also from the November 2022 edition, Extreme Ice by Jamie Kivel alka Discover why this massive frozen landmark is a seriously cool spot. A 240-foot-tall wall of bright blue ice gleams in the sun, looking like a structure from Narnia or Middle-earth. Suddenly, a deafening crack fills the air. Ice chunks the size of small cars tumble into the water below, creating splashes 30 feet high. This is Perito Moreno, a 20-mile-long glacier located in Los Glaciares National Park in southwestern Argentina. And this odd piece of ice is about the coolest thing ever. Glacier on the go. A glacier is a giant body of slow-moving ice. It forms after fallen snow compresses into sheets of ice over hundreds of years. As the glacier grows bigger, it moves across the land. Perito Moreno is one of nearly 50 glaciers that are fed by the southern Patagonian ice field, a stretch of frozen water spanning about 215 miles, more than the length of the state of New Jersey, between the countries of Argentina and Chile. Sitting on the southeastern edge of the ice field, Perito Moreno bumps up against Lake Argentino, the largest freshwater lake in Argentina. As snow compresses to make the glacier bigger, Perito Moreno expands, pushing itself along the bottom of Lake Argentino at a rate of 6.5 feet each day. The bottom of Lake Argentino is slanted, so Perito Moreno flows down a steep slope when it crosses the lake, glaciologist Bethan Davies says. After the glacier reaches the deepest part of the lake, its movement is stopped by the upward slope of the lake bed toward the other shore. This glacier wedges against this underwater bank, creating a dam of ice. Under pressure. As it slowly moves across Lake Argentino, the glacier also cuts off the southern arm of the lake called Brazo Rico. With no exit, water in that arm of the lake can rise by several inches a day and can reach nearly 30 feet higher than its normal level, Davies says. 
the rising water chisels a hole about 230 feet high and 820 feet wide through a part of the glacier. This creates a bridge over a frozen tunnel. The pressure of the lake water pushing against the glacier keeps building up until one day, boom, the bridge collapses into giant chunks of ice. Eventually, part of the glacier melts, which causes it to retreat. Then, as more snow compresses and expands the glacier, it starts to advance once again as the bridge reforms. Give me a break. A new ice bridge forms and collapses about every four years, but Perito Moreno often has other mini-ruptures. The glacier is constantly calving, or dropping chunks of ice, as it moves. Sometimes ice the size of a blue whale cracks off. Nice ice. Glaciers usually melt and regrow seasonally, but because of climate change, a lot of other ice in the area surrounding this glacier is being lost. This region is losing billions of tons of ice every year, Davies says, and all that ice is important to the habitat. The glaciers drain into rivers, sustaining wildlife ecosystems and creating a water supply for several nearby towns. The region around all this ice is home to unique wildlife too, including the endangered humal, a type of deer, the Andean condor, one of the world's largest flying birds, and the house cat-sized Jeffrey's cat. Habitat loss could threaten these animals. Glaciers have been an important part of our planet for tens of thousands of years, Davy says. Hopefully, Perito Moreno will be around for many more thousands of years. It's icy awesomeness frozen in time. That brings us to the end of today's articles. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us at any of the social media links at the top of the pages on our website. Please help us out by clicking the like buttons. This podcast is for sole use of the blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Ava DeVoe, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.